You are now listening to For For Such a Time as This radio show with Prophetess Epiphany Tanya. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the For Such a Time as This broadcast podcast show. I am your host. This is Prophetess Epiphany Tanya. And today, what a word, what a word, what a word I have for you on today. Glory to God, glory to God. So I want to talk to you today, beloveds, about the prosperous soul. Glory to God. So there is a message here. There is something that's going to bless your life. There is something really good in store for you. So stay tuned, stick with me, and we're going to uncover and unpack this thing. So as we're accustomed to do, though, let us go into a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. We lift you up. We magnify you and glorify you. There is nobody like you, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that you would step into this broadcast, step into this program. Forgive us of our sins. Wash us clean, Lord God. Have your own way. Use these lips of clay. Say what you want to say. Break up the follow ground of the heart, mind, and souls out there, Father God. The audience, anyone listening under the sound of my voice, Lord God, make them good ground for your word to fall on to grow up and bear much fruit, Father God. Let us not just be hearers of your word, but doers as well. And we thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you're going to uncover, unpack, and reveal to us today. We thank you, O God, as we look to you. We look unto the hills from which come for our help and our help coming from you, Lord God. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. We bless your name, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Pray you bind up and cast out backlash, retaliation, and revenge. We pray that you would bless, protect, and keep us. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Well, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So I have a special guest. Um, My husband's been coming on the podcast and he's been helping me out. He's been uh, reading the word and he's been jumping in and saying praise the Lord before I fully introduce him. But anyway, (laughs) but I will say that he has been, he has to, you know, his timing. We're going to pray for him. But, (laughs) but anyway, as I was saying, um, so he's been coming on and he's been helping me out. Um, reading the scripture and reading the words so he's going to do that today so i would like to welcome him to the podcast anthony all right so um so we're going to get into this word today we're talking about the prosperous soul so actually um, i'm really blessed to say that my husband is the one who god used to highlight the fact that this particular word needs to come forth and um, needed to be the scripture, Bible study, word of the day for this um, for this program. So we're going to be reading out of 3 John 1, 2, and um, then verse 11. So we're going to start there because I do have a few scriptures that I want to talk about today and I want to go through. But we're just going to start um, by reading 3 John 1, 2, and 11. And it says, Beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Hallelujah. And verse 11 says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. 
Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word, even though we know that reading his word is the blessing. So again, beloved, like I said, the message for today is the prosperous soul. So let's let's look at and unpack this um, the scripture in 3 John 1, 2, and 11. So like my husband just read, you know, we see this message um, coming through and it's talking about that you would prosper, right? So, you know, we know that this whole prosperity message, um, unfortunately, has been given a bad rap. It's really been given a bad rap through the church and the prosperity gospel. And it was a period of time where I, I particularly personally feel that the church really got imbalanced with the word in the prosperity message. And we have to understand about prosperity that it's, it's really a good thing. It is something that God wants us to know and he wants to teach us about and tell us about. But it's very important when we're dealing with the scriptures that we don't get off track and we don't become unbalanced. And it's like, there's not like more heavy on one side than the other. We always have to keep a balanced perspective. And so it's very important that we always stay focused first and foremost on Jesus. But then, you know, whatever things that Jesus is teaching us, we also want to take those things in too. So this message about prosperity I want to kind of try to break that down for you and help you understand what it's really about because I really, again, I feel like the church um, in many instances did us a disservice in um, in helping us understand that. And they got maybe, they got so hungry and fat off of that, they went that way all the way. It's almost like you get dessert and you don't want to stop eating that dessert, but we know that if you eat too much dessert, it's going to be bad for you. So you have to always balance it with a full course meal. Um so when we look at this, when it says, when he says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prosper. So if we break that down, that's three different layers there that we can look at and examine and uncover and unpack, right? So we have the part where he says, I wish above all things that thou may prosper, right? So we look at prosperity. What is prosperity? Prosperity, a lot of times we just think financially, right? We just think about a prosperous person. We think somebody that's rich, somebody that has a lot of wealth, somebody that has a lot of blessings or, you know, in that sense of financially. But I truly don't believe that that's what we're seeing here. And how do we know that when we start to go down into the other layers of the scripture and the word, we see that it's not just talking about financially, right? So let's let's go to the, the second layer of that is that that would be in health, right? So now we see this other aspect of prosperity that's not just financially, right? It's not just physically or financially, but it's health. Yeah, so that's a yeah, actually phys- that's more physical, not material or financially, I should say. But it's it's physical, right? So we got a physical prosperity there. Wow, we didn't we didn't really hear that perspective when we we got preached so heavy about this prosperity. We more so it was more so focused on the material wealth and the material blessings, and we missed out on this physical side of the health blessing. And, and we can see that, and you see the, you know, if anybody did a study of the, the church and the health uh, the health issues there, you know, maybe we could see before the prosperity, you know, somebody could do a study, because I'm a research type of person, somebody could do a study where they looked at, you know, what was happening in the church as far as health-wise before the prosperity message came in and went so went so far left. And then after, you know, as far as like the the health outcomes, right? We could do something like that if we wanted to like do some research on it. But, you know, we see this other layer 
that prosperity doesn't just include material things, but now we have health, right? So then if we go down or up, however you want to look at it, if this is going top down or bottom up, however you want to look at it, then the next layer would be, he says, even as thy soul prospers, right? Oh my goodness. That's even deeper than the physical material. It's, it's deeper than the physical health. It's deeper than the material financial. Now we're going deep into the soul, right? Now we're going deep into the soul that he wants prosperity to come out of the soul. But here, let's look at the fact that he says, even as, that word even as, that even as kind of helps proceed or supersede, I'm sorry, supersedes the whole thing, right? Because we could start with, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. We could start with that. But when you see that even as, that now takes precedent and puts the soul prosperity over everything else we just heard, right? So that, that, that word, that, that connection, that uh, connecting even as, that's what that does. Even as, it, it connects them together. It says they have to coincide. They're linked. They're intricately linked. You can't have one without the other. Is basically what it what they're what the message is trying to tell you. Basically, what John is trying to tell you here: you can't have one without the other. Glory to God, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. So he says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper." Right? We got material, financial, and be in good health. Be in health, right? We got physical health, even as thy soul prospers. Now it's linking the soul prosperity to a physical health outcome and a financial material outcome. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I love, 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 love this, this scripture, this, this chapter, this verse in John that's telling us about this prosperity. Because if anybody had taken the time out to really dig down deep into this word right here in this particular verse, then they would understand the balance that we needed in the prosperity message. They would understand that prosperity is not just the material financial, right? That's like a three leg table and you're taking the other legs out, out of the table and you're just trying to stand on one leg. It's going to, the table's going to fall. You need all three. You need, they, they're linked together, even as links them together so that as one goes, the other goes, Right. So if you if you don't have those other two, you can't have the third one. You can't have the the financial material without the soul prospering. You can't have the physical health without the soul prospering. Glory to God. Okay, so let's go to a few others that we're going to look at today. Let's go to Mark 4:20. Let's see what that's talking about. Let's go to Mark 4:20. Glory to God. Because I just believe that we're going to get some nuggets and um, unpack some, some diamonds out of this. So Mark 4.20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty. And some a hundred 
Glory to God. Glory to God. So here in Mark, we see, um, which also takes us back to Luke, Luke 8, right? That's another really good one. I talk about a lot in previous podcast recordings. I've talked about Luke 8 in the ground, right? So now we see an outcome. We see a, um, a, a, a result of what went into the ground coming out of the ground, right? So let's go to let's go to Luke eight so we can get a, a better understanding and pros and uh, perspective of this 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 ground and the seeds and the sowing that goes on and because you know when we jump to Third John we're talking about the prosperous soul we're really talking about some outcomes there right we're talking about what can happen. But in order to get the outcome, we got to go down to the root. We got to go down to where is this outcome coming or springing forth out of. So we can go to Luke 8 for that. Let's go to Luke 8 and we're going to read. I think it starts at um, 15, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but hubby over there can tell me better. Man, The man of God, <laughs> the man of God can tell me better since he's going to be reading for us. Um out of Luke 8, what where it starts at that we're talking about the seed, the sower and the seed. I believe it's 15. Okay, 5. I'm sorry. So it starts at 5. Luke 8, 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it, and choked it. And others fell, on good ground and spring up and bear fruit and hundredfold. Okay, glory to God. May God have blessed to the reading of his word. So we see here here we are again we get to the end of that 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 uh group of scriptures, group of verses. I, I'm trying to think of how to categorize it. We get to the end of that, you even see that hundredfold matching up, right? We see that connection of the hundredfold just like was in Mark um 4 20 about the outcome, right? But before we get to the outcome, you see what happened that that sower had to sow a seed. The sower had to sow some seeds, right? Not just a seed, but the sower was sowing many seeds. The sower was throwing the seeds out there. And when we go even further down in Luke 8, and I'll let you do that on your own, when you go down further in Luke 8, you see Jesus give the revelation to the disciples about what he's talking about when he's talking about the seed, right? So it's a parable. So we know a parable is something, it's a story that stands in place of uh, the real thing. It's a story that's given analogy to help us have a, a, a spiritual understanding using something natural, physical, right? But at the end of it, we see the outcome of the hundredfold. But before you can get to the hundredfold, you had to have the ground and you had to have the seeds. You had to plant something and then something had to spring up. And he talks about these different types of ground. You know, you had the stony ground, you had the ground, you had the thorn ground that had the thorns in it. You had the wayside, 
right? And then finally, we had the good ground that was able to produce and was able to get that good outcome. So when we take that back to 3 John, you have to understand that in order for you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, you first got to make sure you're good ground. You first got to make sure your soul, your heart, mind, and soul is that good ground for anything to come up in, to spring up in, to have a, a outcome, a result, to have something be produced. We got to see what kind of ground are we working with? Because, you know, a lot of times we're looking for the outcome, but we haven't done the work on the ground. My God, Whew, Jesus, you're looking for an outcome, but you haven't done the work on the ground, right? And when and you go into farming, farmers have to till the ground. They have to till the ground until the ground is um, conducive for the seed. They have to do things to the ground. And if they have um, a drought that year, right, then that means the ground dries up and it's hard. So then they got to break up that ground so that it's soft again, right? They got to pray for the rain, pray that the rain will come and soften up that ground and put the, the nutrients back in that ground so that that ground can actually produce again, right? So we, we got to take more attention and time to pay attention and do the work on the ground than we ever have before. Because if you if you really look at where we're at right now, I believe part of the, the issue and part of the reason of why we are where we are is because of the ground that we've been working with. And we wonder why we're not producing the outcome and the results that we want. But if we take a closer look, it's the ground. It's not the seed. We never see any problem with the seed. It's not, um, you know, all these other things, not the preaching a whole prosperity message. That's well and good. But guess what? That's not going to help you if you if your ground is messed up. You can preach a prosperity message all day long, but if you're not working with good ground, it's going to fall on that wayside. It's going to fall on the stones. It's not going to produce anything. So when we talk about the prosperous soul. We, we want to see the results. I'm, see, I'm a results person. You know, when I worked in uh, mental health counseling, uh, one of my favorite types of therapy was solution focused. I want to see the results. Let's see the solution. Let's get to the solution, right? Let's get the answers. Let's get the outcome. Not just be going through the motions for all this long time and we see no results, nothing produced, nothing at the end. And you you come and you leave the same way you came, right? I don't believe in that. So if any, any of my clients ever came to me, I had like a 90 something percent success rate because I was about the results. I want to see how can I get you the best results based on this therapy that we're doing together. So that's the thing that we have to understand. We want to become the prosperous soul. We want to produce the fruit that Jesus is looking for us. God is looking for us to produce for him. God is looking for an outcome for us. And production on many different levels. Because if we see in 3 John, that's a multi-level, right? They got the, what's the MLM? The multi-level marketing, right? It's a multi-level prosperity. We got a multi-level prosperity. So God is looking for the fruit on all levels. It's not just one thing. It's not just you, you rich and you got money. It's not just about that. It's more, it's deeper than that. It's greater than that. Actually, when you think about it, the, the financial material is just some small evidence. It's just a sign of the soul. 
it should be anyway. It's not always, but it should be just a sign of the soul because we have to understand that there are some people that have the financial material when their soul is totally bankrupt because, well, we don't want to go into that why that is. But, you know, we could just take you back to Matthew 4 when Jesus was in the wilderness and what happened and the temptations he went through. And the enemy said, I'll give you everything if you just. So it's some people that have a lot of the prosperity with a bankrupt soul, right? Or a lost soul. He said, what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his what? So anyway, so we're going back to, you know, Luke in uh, 3 John. And so it's the seed, it's the soil, right? We got the seed, the seed. We know that the seed is the word. The seed is the word. So we need the word in our life in order to produce anything, right? We need the word and we need the good ground. We need those two things together. The conditions have to be right in order for us to see the results. So see that hundredfold, excuse me, that came in the end. We went through all that to get to the hundredfold at the end. But we saw there was some people that never reached that hundredfold because their ground wasn't right. Their heart wasn't right. Their soul wasn't right. Something wasn't right there. So in order for us to get to the prosperity that we're looking for, right? Because me personally, like, I don't just want money. The money is fine, well, and good. I, we all need that to live and survive. That's, you know, it's the world we live in. You, it requires costs. It costs money to cost the living, right? But I don't just want money. I don't just need money. I need Jesus in my life like never before. I need, I need my soul on fire for the Lord. I need him to come in and do a new thing in me. I need total prosperity. I don't just want financial prosperity. I want soul prosperity. I want the kind of prosperity where I can just reach out and touch somebody and they be healed. I want the type of prosperity that I can share the gospel with somebody and they be saved. I'm talking about real prosperity. I'm talking about, you know, when, when you start winning souls for the kingdom, that's the type of prosperity, right? Because that's a, that's a, a production. That's a result that is, is recognized in heaven. Your financial material is not going to necessarily be recognized in heaven. They're not going to be like, oh, who had the most money? No, that's not, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for what you did for Christ. That's the prosperity that's going to last throughout eternity, right? So we need that prosperity more than anything, right? Because the other prosperity is kind of fleeting. It's just for now. It's temporal. And sometimes it's, a, it's, it's an indication. Sometimes it can be linked together with our soul prosperity that, you know, you have people like Abraham who was, who was prosperous and wealthy because his soul was prosperous. So God bless him in the other areas. You have people like Solomon who was rich, one of the richest men who ever lived because his, his soul was prosperous. He had the right heart. He had the right mindset. And then God was able to bless him financially. But we got to get our focus off of the financial material and put it on to the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Right. So so how do we get to the point where we, we, we seek we have the hundredfold. Right. Whether that's hundredfold souls, whether that's hundredfold health. I'm totally, completely health, no disease in my body, whether that's hundredfold financial. How do we get to that place, right? So it made me think about, as I was preparing for this message today, it made me think about investing. I started getting into um, stocks and, and, and trades and, and, and all these different areas. 
um, maybe a couple years ago, right? You know, now with this explosion of, you know, Uber really changed the landscape of business and how everything works because every single uh, area field now can be set up on an Uber platform, just about like they've thought of so much to put on the Uber platform. And when I say Uber platform, I mean that platform where the average everyday Joe can go in there and use it and become their own boss. And they don't have to go through a third party person that's going to overcharge them and run them dry. So they put just about everything. So that's including stock. So I have this um, app, Robinhood app. And so I started getting into investment in that. I think last year I ended up cashing out like maybe close to $300 through that app, right? Just in investments, just, you know, uh, actually they have so many programs in that, that, and if you want to get involved with that, you can actually, um, if you go, uh, I think it's like www.robinhood.com forward slash Latanya R8, right? If you use my link, um, you can actually get some free stocks off of me, but, I think about investment since I, you know, I started getting into this investment mindset. And when you invest, you don't just go into investment just to, you know, just to lose money or just to have your money sit there. The whole point of investment is to get a return, right? The whole point of investment is putting something in so you can get something back, right? So when we look at this word in Luke and in um, 3 John, you know, some other ones I'll give you to go and uh, study for yourself. Matthew 13, 8, um, Mark 10, 28 through 31, you know, but, you know, we're, we're really talking about this whole thing is talking about investments, right? Before you can get to the prosperity, before you can get to the hundredfold, before you can get to the blessings, you have to invest, right? Because that's so we're in the seal. That's what he was. He was really almost like an investment banker, but he was an investment banker of the word and souls, right? His, his money that he was putting in, like people paying money into the stock market, his money was the seeds that he was sowing. The money was the word that he was sowing. He was planting the word seed. And then the harvest was the souls. The harvest was uh, that person that, you know, was being discipled, that was receiving the word in, and then their life was being changed as a result of the word that they received that was planted in their heart, mind, and soul, right? So, you know, if we give it that analogy of the investment banker, then we're looking for that return on our investment, right? So we're looking for that. So let's go, I I thought I was going to give this to you to read on your own, but let's go to um, Mark 10. We could do that really quick. Because I see I'm running down on my time. Let's go to Mark 10, 28, 30. I'm going to read that really fast. Possibly. (laughs) Maybe. And then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands and persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. So glory to God. But what about 31? But many at, but many that are first shall be last and the last first. Glory to God. God, God, may God have the blessed of reading of his word. So, 
it's so many different scriptures I can give you today that's really going to highlight this, this area of the prosperity of the soul, right? And, and when we go back into the investment side of things, um, it just, it, it raises some questions, right? So let's, let's, let's ask some of these questions that we have. So what are you investing in? What are you investing in? And, and even, even more so, what's being invested into you? Right. So these are some questions that you need to um, sit back and ask yourself. What are you investing in? What's being invested into you? And what are you giving God to match? Right. Because some, you know, some investment programs have matching. Right. So Robinhood has a great program of matching. So if I refer somebody to Robinhood, then we both get stocks. Right. So that's a matching up. But in order for there to be a prosperity, you have to have something for God to match. Right. You have to have the good ground of your heart, mind and soul for him to take take that good ground, put the seed in the good ground and it bear up the and bear up the much fruit. But you need a match there. You need something there for him to work with. Right. What kind of ground are you? Here's another question. What kind of ground are you? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when when I'm summing this all up, because now I'm coming down on my time. Glory to God. As I'm summing this all up, I want you to look at the fact that. There are some things in this life that are free and there's some things in this life that it's a cost to it, right? So when we look at things like love and salvation, God's love, he said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Love is free. Salvation, because Jesus paid that cost. He got on the cross and he paid the cost. He died on the cross for you and me. He died for our sins and he rose again on the third day. And all we have to do is accept him in. And that's a free gift that he's given us called salvation because he already took on and paid the cost for us that we were worthy of that, pay- that payment. We, we were supposed to pay that cost, but Jesus did that for us. Right? So here's some co- unconditional blessings, unconditional, right? We have conditional versus unconditional. When we did, we start looking at anything beyond love and salvation. Now we're going into a cost a cost quid pro quo with God, right? I know you don't like to look at it like that because some people, I think Christians have misconstrued to think that everything with God is free because he gave us two things free. Then everything else should be free. No, that's not how it works. I can give you scripture after scripture and maybe I'll come back on another message and break this down for you that the love is free, salvation is free, blessings are conditional, right? Look at Mark, what we just read about if anybody comes after me, here's Peter and he's questioning, you know, God, we gave up everything for you. We gave up everything to follow you. He's questioning this, you know, this, this cost that he's paid for the Lord. He, he gave up the houses. He gave up the, the family. They left it all. They dropped their nets to follow Jesus. But what does Jesus come and say to them? Anything you do for me in this life, you're going to receive a hundredfold back. You're going to receive the houses, the cars, the blessings, the, the family, Everything's going to come back to you because I'm going to return on your investment. Look at that. You paid in. I'm going to give you back. That's a cost. You gave something up, though. Right. With God, when it comes everything beyond salvation, because that's the basic. That's the that's the babe in Christ. That's the bottom level. Basic entry level position is 
you give, you still giving something with that. You're going to give your heart. You're going to give your life. You're going to give your soul and say, God, I give you my life. And then he gives you salvation in return. He saves you in return. You give him your soul. You give him your life. You give him your heart. That's still a cost there too. You giving him you right there, right? But he freely paid it so that you don't have to pay any physical money for it, right? But so then he says, I'm going to give you all these things back right? You got to look at the fact that God is the only investment that you'll ever make where you will receive, you will receive that much greater. You're going to receive beyond, I can't even say it's beyond double. He said 30, 60, or hundred. It's no other return that exists in the world that I know of. You guys, you guys reach out to me and tell me and show me where any other return has that kind of return. Any other investment trade, stocks, bonds, anything else that has that level of return. It's nothing else where you're going to see a hundredfold, a hundred times what you've given. This is the God that we serve. He will give you back more. He's going to give you back double, seven, 30, hundred. He'll give you more, so much more than what you could have ever bargained for. And that's the glory. That's the beauty. That's the wonder. That's the awesomeness of God. When you put into him, when you sow into God, when you let him sow back into you, right? So the the, the awesome revelation that came um, is so much, but now I know I'm out, of my, I'm out of time. I'm over the time right now. It's so many revelations that came out of this message. So I'm going to have to come back for a part two. But if you don't know the Lord today, glory to God. So we'll be back. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this message. But if you don't know the Lord today, consider that this is your opportunity and chance that God is knocking on your heart. God is knocking on the door of your heart and he's giving you an invitation, an opportunity to come for him to come in and for you to give him your life so he can give you back the salvation and save you from hell and death. That's the offer that he's offering you. He's saying, I will save your life if you give me your life, right? That's a, to me, that's a small price to pay. That's a small price to pay for all that he's done and all that he's given you and all that you're going to get back from him. Glory to God. So all you have to do is say a simple prayer. It's right out of... Romans 10, 9 through 13, it says, if whoever so confess with their mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. It's very, very simple. You just confess with your mouth that you're a sinner. Say, I'm a sinner. Father God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I believe you died on the cross and I believe you rose again. I give you my life for the rest of my life. And just like that, you say that with all sincerity in the bottom of your heart, just like that, you are saved. And all others, I'm going to pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those under the sound of my voice. Let this word about being good ground, about being a prosperous soul, let this word have touched and impacted their life today, Father God. Let them hear and know. Let them be that good ground, Father God that we talked about in this message today, Lord God, that's in Luke 8, Lord God, let us all be the good ground for your word to fall on, for it to grow up and it to bear much fruit and for us to receive that hundredfold blessing, God, that comes only from you. It's no other place we can go to to get this kind of return on our investment. We love you so much. We bless you and praise you and magnify you and glorify you. Lord God, I pray that when they take this word and they receive and meditate on this word and get into this word for themselves, God, I pray that if you produce a harvest like never before in their life, I pray that it's an overflow of abundance in, in various areas of their life, Father God, when they really get the revelation of this word that you're going to pour out to them like never before. I thank you, Lord God. You're going to pour out to us 
Because even for myself, as you un- uncover it and unpack it, but we thank you, Lord God, we give you glory. We thank you for the revelation of this word. And I pray that we're able to come back on another message and, and, and do and finish it. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We glorify you, magnify you, lift you up. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. God bless you, beloved. I love you. And it's nothing you could do about it. Go be great on purpose. Remember, whatever you're going through, God is turning around for you. This is Prophetess Epiphany Tanya. Go support this ministry. Go pick up the books, amazon.com forward slash author forward slash the Tanya's Epiphany. Um, you can get any one of my seven books there. Um, my highest recommendation for you is God's Diamonds because I want you to know who you are in Christ. You are one of God's diamonds. God bless you. Until next time, peace.